welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. And today, I'm really excited. Um, Today, we've got Alan Carter with us, and Alan is a father of three, and he's going to be telling us about his experiences as a dad, but also a brand new book that he wrote, and we're going to talk about that as well. Alan, thanks so much for being here today. Chris, it's such a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure to have you here as well, and I always start our interviews with some questions to delve a little bit deeper into you as a dad. So first and foremost, I want to turn the clock back in time, and your kids are getting older. I know your oldest is 18 and just graduated high school and you've got older ones out there too. But I want you to turn back the clock, especially as we're talking about daughters, to that oldest daughter that you have and that first reaction. Tell me about that first reaction that you had when you found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter. Yeah, Chris, it's so exciting. I don't think any father ever forgets that moment when you learn of the coming baby. So I was actually out west and my wife was traveling to meet me and she opened the door and hadn't told me yet. And I saw the look in her eyes and she just looked different. And my heart just leapt in all sorts of reactions about nerves and excitement. And then the reality that as a kid at that age, we have no playbook for this. So it was just so exciting. It really, really was. A little bit more on that just because it's such an impactful story. You know, Claire, our eldest, had a really hard delivery after that nine months. And it was terrifying for all of us. It really was. When we finally got Claire home, my wife had to go back into the hospital. But I just remember holding that little girl and it just knew it would change my life forever. And I think that's true for all dads. And it still is every day created someone new in me. And it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling every day of the week and every day of the year. Now, as I said, I know that your daughters are, are getting older. You've got your 18-year-old, you've got a 20s as well. Now, as you think about the experiences that you've had with your daughters, what would you say has been your most memorable experiences that you've shared with your daughters? You know, it's usually around the highs and the lows. So if I think about it, you know, we all, life is full of those moments And when you're with your daughter, consoling them or comforting them after a horrible loss or after a defeat or after just a disappointment, those are the times where I think, you know, they really feel that it means the most to me. And the opposite is true. You know, those areas where the, those mountaintop moments occur, where for our youngest, as you know, we talked about earlier, she's a squash player when she wins a tournament or when she gets offered, you know, her college college of her dreams, those things are just so exciting at the time. So it's the highs and the lows that I think I remember the most. I definitely hear you there. I have two daughters that are both sports players and those highs and low moments, but also just like you said, just those day-to-day things where you're sitting down and talking with them and engaging with them. It means a lot and definitely is something that you take with you as they get older, but also as you get older along the way as well. Now, All of us as dads, you know, I know you have a son as well, and I don't have sons, but from the dads that I've talked to that do have sons, a lot of those fathers kind of say, in the, in the sense of the playbook that we have or don't have, at least with a son, you've gone through it yourself in the sense of being a man and, and being a male. But that being said, with daughters, it's a completely different experience. Some of the dads that I've talked to have talked about fear. They've talked about the fear that they hold 
within themselves in regards to raising daughters. What would you say was your biggest fear in raising a daughter today? I live in downtown Chicago, Chris. So, you know, the reality is that it can be dangerous in the city. And, you know, as fathers, we have this protective instinct and that fear around their safety and keeping them safe and protecting them. That's sort of top of mind for me all the time. So those fears are really True. I think that's the first thing that a father feels. The second, I think, is, you know, men can be, we want to fix everything all the time. We, we always have an answer or solution. And with daughters, I think sometimes they just want to be listened to and heard. So, you know, bottling up that tendency to want to solve things when all that's really needed is a kind, listening, loving ear. Uh, those are the two things I think about with my daughters. Definitely having that open ear. I think that that does a ton for men in being able to connect with their daughters, but also with their significant others or any women that you engage with in many different ways, because there is definitely for many men and women, there is that difference in regards to the way we communicate in many ways and the way that we engage in many ways. And I know that as a father myself, I've had to really step back and be willing to listen more and talk less, which is not always easy, but it is definitely something that I think you have to learn as a father to a daughter. Yeah, 100%. You talked about the fact that you have these opportunities to be able to connect with your daughters in different ways. And, and being a father to a daughter is not always the easiest thing. What would you say has been the hardest part of being a father to a daughter? I think knowing when to step back for me. You know, I've always believed, as you have, that just the, the power of an engaged father, Chris, it's just it can't be overstated. So the other side of that is we just can't be in our daughter's faces 100% of the time. And we can't force an agenda. You can't drill in a learning that you're convinced about. So I think it's just that being able to breathe into that relationship, to be able to listen first. Those are the things that I think are critical, especially for type A people like you and I. I mean, we've got these ideas and darn it, we're going to convey them, right? And that sometimes can be really counterproductive. That really can be. It definitely can be. And sometimes that's, that, that definitely can get in the way of connecting with your daughters if you are that way. And you have to be able to step back and to be able to make those connections and be able to really foster a stronger relationship with your daughters. Now, you, you have two daughters. Each one, I'm sure, is completely unique from each other and ha have different personalities and different. I know my daughters have different personalities. They enjoy doing different things. And, and want different things in that relationship that I have with them. Now, as you spend time with your daughters, what's your favorite thing to be able to do and share with each of them? I think, you know, our, our whole family just loves anything outdoors and athletic. So those types of themes tend to be just really wonderful for our family. So, you know, pursuing those things together, whether it's hiking or for my one daughter playing squash or just being outside, it's just magnificent. Those are the times that we remember the most. Now, I'll never get my wife to go camping anymore, but the rest of us, we just love the outdoors. We're blessed to have a home in the North Georgia mountains now, which is just beautiful and very different than our primary home here in Chicago. And Man, oh man, it's just the opportunity to be together there in the great outdoors and doing things that are active really resonates with all of us. Just recently, you released a brand new book and it is called Letters from a Father. And I want to go and have you tell us a little bit about this book. What was it that made you decide that you wanted to write this book? And 
as people open this book up, what are they going to find? Yeah, just backing up a little bit, Chris, you know, we all as fathers are dying to engage with our daughters and our kids in every way possible. So it just became my habit to write to them a monthly letter as a supplement to our normal conversations and time together. And I really didn't think anything about it. But my father got a hold of these years ago and just was so convinced that we should share them, that that's how the book was born. And and it's a little nerve wracking now, to be honest, and thinking about it, because what was meant for just our family is now out there in the world. So that's kind of a wonderful thing, I think. And, you know, the thematics of the letters are somewhat similar, and we can delve into that. But that's how the idea was born. And that's what's in the content of the book is just those messages for our kids that a lot of the themes you'll recognize as we talk about it. So what are some of the themes that we're going to find in there? You say that they're similar, but talk to me about some of the overarching themes. Yeah, I definitely. I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, I am a Christian and, and my faith is super important to me. But, you know, some of the Christians and values and things that you'll see aren't alone in Christianity. Those themes have existed for millennia. I'd say one of the things is a lot about mindset and self-belief. There's a great verse that Jesus had, and it's quoted in Mark. It says, whatever you ask for when you pray, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Of course, the theme there is our ability to create what we want, to be able to internalize and recognize that life really unfolds from the inside. So that theme about your mindset, that theme about that belief in yourself is one of the things that I think recurs through the letters. Another one, and similar to that, is the idea that we really can do or have whatever we want in this life. And I think that's important for kids, especially daughters, to embrace at a young age. They have to know and we have to impart as fathers that they can create their life to be what they want it to be. And, you know, buttressing that and encouraging that and getting them to believe in that, I think are huge themes that are in the book. There's more as well, but I would say that those are fairly at the top of the list. Now, you you talked about the fact that you're putting these intimate letters, these letters that you wrote for your own kids out into the world. So I'm going to turn it back on you and say, so how do your kids feel about these letters that were written to them now being shared with the world around them? That's interesting. They have been nothing but supportive and exciting and encouraging about it. I'm wondering if they're telling me the truth, though. I'm wondering if they're not a little nervous and maybe bashful is the wrong word, but nervous about just revealing some of our family life to everyone. It's been fun to see the amount of sales that have happened in the book in the first two weeks. Part of it is all proceeds are going to charity, which is great, but it's getting a lot more traction than I think anybody had anticipated. So yeah, maybe they're a little bit more nervous than they're willing to admit right now. Their dad's going to be a famous author. And now in what book will come next, right? <laughs> That's right. And hopefully it's not about them again. <laughs> As you put this out into the world and you are having fathers read this, mothers read this, and they're looking at this and they're thinking to themselves, how can I incorporate this type of practice? How can I incorporate these type of themes into my own life? What are you hoping most that people are going to take away from reading this? Yeah, I think that it's like we talked about earlier, Chris, I think just the, the recognition and that the impact of an engaged father can have. So I think like you and the work that you're doing with Brian is just giving fathers the tools and the resources to be really impactful in their daughters and in their sons' lives. And 
You know, we really, as fathers, we can totally change the outcomes of a human being. I mean, that is the greatest responsibility on earth. I mean, there is no greater power that we have. And just getting fathers to recognize that. And I think letters from a father is nothing more than another tool, an arrow in the quiver. Uh, the idea of writing letters to children every month. I mean, if people want to do that, fantastic. Any way that a father can engage with their children, I think, is a home run. And then if you can weave in some thematics that are important to help change the outcome of that child, whether it's being what we talked about or themes from the Bible, if, you, if you're a faith-based person or if it's just wisdom, I think those are, those are huge things that a father can do. And that's how these letters, how, that's how I think of them. I've heard some people also use them as sort of conversation starters. You know, there's a number of them in there. You can almost flip to any page, open up a letter, discover a theme, and open up a conversation with the child that I think is going to be really helpful and maybe help break the ice between a father and a daughter at almost any age. Sometimes breaking the ice is not always the easiest thing. And especially when you get into more heavier topics, you know, topics of their life in the future and, and, and beyond. I mean, there's, there's a lot of heavy topics that, that you have to be willing to, to delve into and, and be, be actively engaged in. And I'm sure that there's some of the topics that really delve into some of that as well. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I, you know, there's some hard stuff in every father's relationship with his daughters and with his kids. And those are the things that have to be addressed with the most forthrightness and honesty. And yeah, you're right. There's tools in this book and we have some hard stuff that happens in there. And what we learn from that is probably more important than the mountaintop stuff we turned about. You know, how do we respond to big losses? How do we respond to losing? You know, what does that mean for our resilience and our back to the mindset conversation? What does that mean for, you know, how we pick ourselves back up after we're knocked down? Those are huge things. And I think those things are best learned through a father or an engaged parent. Definitely. And I think that's one of the things that I love most about the concepts that you're bringing up is that engagement and finding ways, no matter how you do it, it is so important for you to be able to just be there, be engaged, be a part of the process throughout their lives and know that it's never too late. It's never too late to start taking those efforts. So even if you have kids that are older and you've taken a backseat role up till now, it doesn't mean that you can't start to be more engaged. As a father, you need to be engaged. You need to find ways to connect. You need to be able to, to have that. And hopefully you've done that from square one and you've gotten on the floor. You've, you've done what you can to be able to connect with your kids in many different ways, because as they get older, it becomes harder. And I think Alan can attest to that. I can attest to that in saying that you have to have the building blocks in place to be able to then be able to, to kind of get through those teenage years into their adult years and have that strong relationship. Have you found that to be true too, now that you have adult kids? So true, Chris. And I'd say too, what you're saying is so right. And part of it is there's just so much more noise now in our society for teenagers. And as kids get older, there's the pressures of social media and the competition around their time. It, it makes it really, really hard. And so I think letters from a father or any other tool that a father can use to cut through and really penetrate and have that engaged process is just huge. Another thing I think about with my daughters as it relates to all this is 
there's such a powerful drive for comparing themselves to others. Through social media, everything's perfect and everything's curated. But the danger of comparison is huge. I wrote a letter on this and I quoted Teddy Roosevelt, who I believe the quote is, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think we all see that. And so, you know, back to the hard stuff and back to using any tool we can to stay engaged as our kids get older and as we compete with the noise that's in our society, whether it's marketing or social media or advertising or peers, man, we, we just we got to do everything we can, right? We definitely do. You know, I think that one of the things that is so hard, and you talk about social media, but I've noticed that in my own daughter's lives, that uh, that, that comparison piece and seeing others and comparing themselves to others, you know, sometimes gets in the way. It get, and I'm, I'm going to say it sometimes, I think it's all the time gets in the way because they do. There is that comparison piece that's out there. And a lot of times, if you don't have that relationship, they compare in silence. And the problem with that comparing in silence is if they're not willing to talk to you, you've got to have some way to be able to connect with them so that they will connect back so that you have the opportunity for them to say, you know, I'm really struggling with this. That's not always going to be the first thing that they're going to do, especially if you don't have that strong relationship. Oh, that's so true. And I wish I had a, a secret for this. I mean, it's just, this is so hard, right? Every child is different. Of course, every father is different as well. And I think it's okay to recognize that. I hope people and your listeners understand that just because I put these letters in a book doesn't mean that I've got all the answers. None of us do. It's just, I think what matters more than everything is that we're just trying, right? We're rolling up our sleeves together. We're super focused on our kids. We're giving them the opportunity to, to be with us, to be present with us, to understand that we are a safe place, to not to, to your point, to really suffer in silence, which is what happens a lot. If they can open up with us and we can suffer with them or walk through that fire with them, that is an out-of-the-park home run. Now, we've been talking about your brand new book, Letters from a Father. If people want to find out more about the book and find the book for themselves, where's the best place they can go? Well, since it's so new, Chris, the best place to go to right now is to Amazon. If you just Google search Letters from a Father in my name, it'll instantly come up for you. Website also is just being released now, so I can get that to you and we can put it in the show notes. And they're welcome to connect with me too on all the socials. I'd be delighted to engage with folks on that converse, on this conversation. Now, I know you just said just a little bit ago that the proceeds from this are going to charity. Are there specific charities that you've identified or is it just you're going to identify them as you move forward? We actually already have. So there's a wonderful high school here in Chicago that's focused on kids in tougher neighborhoods and underprivileged families. And it's called Chicago Hope Academy. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And the values they impart and the outcomes that they're able to generate is just remarkable. So all the proceeds are going to Chicago Hope Academy this year. And this is 2021. And our plan is to select a charity once a year so that our impact can be fairly significant to each of those organizations. But yeah, I'm blessed to be able to do this. And I hope there are a good amount of sales just so we can have an impact here. Now, I always finish our interviews with what I like to call our Fatherhood Five, where I ask you a few more questions to delve even deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? I am ready. In one word, what is fatherhood? Love. That's an easy one. I think, and I'm sure every single guest you've had has probably said that. 
One of the themes that readers will find in this book is that theme of love. You know, love for me was imparted by our creator, God. We were created to love him and love others. And I think uh, that theme for our children is more important than any single other thing. Now, when was a time that you felt like you finally succeeded at being a father to a daughter? Never. And I'm sure you hear there a lot too. You know, this is a work in progress. And I think I'd be telling a false truth if I didn't admit that there's every day that I have regrets. Either I didn't reach out enough to my daughters who aren't with me, either I answered incorrectly on something, either I didn't listen hard enough, or I didn't remember something that was important. But back to what I said earlier, Chris, I think it's not important that we fall short or that we make mistakes. It's just super important that we give it our best and that we try and that we reach out and that we engage and that we love. Now, if I was to ask your kids to describe you as a father, what would they say? (laughs) I think my youngest would call me a hardo. (laughs) And I, I know she would say lovingly, maybe with an eye roll. You know, I've always been someone who's believed strongly in goals and setting goals and moving forward towards them. You know, my analogy of life is kind of like it's a bicycle. We only get to where we're going if we're moving forward. Otherwise, we topple over and fall. So goals are like that. So I think in asking what you asked about me is I'm always asking them about that. Hey, what are we working on? What are we moving towards? What are we striving for? What are we seeking? What are we looking to find? It's maybe a bit relentless, but that's just who I am. And it's part of the way I think. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? Jesus Christ, 100%. And of course, his earthly father, Joseph, and my heavenly father. It's just part of my faith. But back to what I said earlier about the themes that are present in the Bible, even if you're not a faith-based person, Chris, some of the thematics are just timeless. I mean, what I mentioned from uh, the quote from Jesus in, in Matthew and in Mark, it's just, those are timeless themes that I think cross above and beyond any faith that someone has or doesn't have. But man, those are life lessons that we all should impart and also hold dear to ourselves. And finally, what advice would you give to other dads? Engage. I think engagement. As, as I said earlier, I think the power that we have as fathers is almost can't be measured or overstated. You know, we literally, as I mentioned before, Chris, and you know it, we have the power to change the outcome of a human being. And that is a very sobering thought. It really is. And I think as we all wake up every morning, it should be top of mind with us. You know, as fathers, sometimes we just get super busy and we get going on our respective careers and we get going on the things we want to do that day. And we don't remember that probably one of the number one things that we were put on this earth to do was raise our daughters and our sons and do so to the best of our abilities. And so the more we can be thoughtful about that and intentional around that and present around that and deliberate around that, I think the better we'll be as dads. So true, Alan. Now, if you want to get a copy of the book, we'll put a link in the notes today to Amazon and to where you can find this book to be able to support 
the the charity that we just talked about. And Alan, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here and for your passion of being a engaged father and, and for telling your story today. And I wish you all the best. Chris, thank you. And thanks to you and Brian for the awesome work you guys are doing. It's just, it's wonderful to see. And I think it's really making a, making an impact. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be